Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So this afternoon, I am here with Anne, who is the founder of Komen, all the way from the West Coast of the USA. So thank you so much (laughs) for chatting with me today. Of course, I'm honored to be here. So for those who don't know what Toman is, can you give a little description about your brand? Yes. Well, Toman is is new. We just launched. And basically, it's a line of botanical concentrates, um, essentially tinctures. Um, So we collaborated with a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine a Western herbalist, uh, integrative medicine uh, practitioner, as well as a botanist uh, to formulate. So basically, each of our um, little concentrates, a, a full serving contains, well, a serving contains a full dose of medicinal and adaptogenic botanicals. What brought you to want to create Tomen? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's been um, a winding journey to definitely to get to to where we're at today. Um, yeah, no. So it's definitely been a winding journey to get to to where we're at today. I would probably say, I mean, I got the travel bug young from my family. Um, and, you know, I spent a few years um working in New York right out of school in publishing. And it's definitely be it's definitely been a long winding road to get to to where I'm at. And I'm grateful for the journey. Um my my first professional life was actually in magazine publishing. Um so I started my career in um in New York um at Hearst at Cosmo magazine, spent a couple of years there. Um transitioned to regional luxury lifestyle publishing. Um, And at the end of my publishing career, I was living in Miami. Um, I had launched and I was overseeing a portfolio of, you know, six different magazines Um, and definitely living a, although very exciting, very chaotic and exhausting. And I guess I would say depleting, you know, in some ways, depleting life, um, invigorating in some ways, but depleting in others. And I think that it was during that time that, you know, I started, and I think it was by necessity, but seeking out kind of alternative wellness and plant-based, you know, it started like a lot of people with plant-based eating, you know, and clean eating and seeing, you know, the, the benefits of that, like personally and mentally. Um, and then, you know, self-educating myself on, uh, the environmental impacts of that as well. So then, you know, really becoming tied to it personally. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, I credit those years of, you know, in magazine publishing, you know, at that time too, this was like, you know, early, you know, 2007 to 2013. And it was sort of the heyday of publishing. So I was entertaining six nights a week and, you know, it was, it was just really long and busy and exhaustive days. Um, and so I credit, you know, the, um, you know, the plant-based eating and, uh, clean living and just sort of my self-education to keeping me 
sane during that time. Um, so I guess that was where I first, you know, stuck my toe in the water. Um, and, you know, that was compounded by, you know, around the same time I was, yoga has always been, I will say this, a very important part of my life, but that's sort of when, um, and again, it was sort of, you know, I think these things find you when you need them most, but, uh, you know, I was seeking something and it became a very important part of my life. So at a certain point, and this was in 2013, you know, my, um, my personal interests and passions and where I wanted to kind of put my energy, because I was putting my energy toward a lot of things, but I realized that I wasn't putting them toward things that felt really good and authentic to me. Um, so, you know, those interests and what I was doing professionally, it was just too much of a dichotomy there. And I decided to to leave the publishing space. And And for me, I mean, I had been in it at that point about 10 years, and it was definitely... Uh, had become a major part of my identity. Um, but I knew it was sort of, you know, then or never. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something for myself, something that felt authentic, something that, um, I don't know, could, you know, um, contribute positively to the world. Um, so I quit publishing. Um, and, you know, spent a couple months trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up uh, deciding to launch a plant-based food and juice concept um, in Chicago. So I'm originally from Chicago. Um, and at that point, I was traveling back and forth from Miami to Chicago uh, quite a bit to, you know, again, trying to figure out where I wanted to land. I was spending time with my family. And I was reminded being back in Chicago of what a, you know, clean plant-based food desert it is. Sadly, it's an amazing city for so many reasons um, with amazing people. But at that time in particular, um, you know, the, there just were not a lot of clean plant-based or plant-forward concepts in Chicago. So I made the decision to launch my business there. And in 2014, I launched Owen and Alchemy, um, which again was, you know, it was like a, a counter service, plant-based food, leading with juices uh, concept. I partnered with a classically trained chef, um, you know, um, together collectively, we um, created and imagined, you know, the menu, um, really what I wanted to do. And my main goal with Owen and Alchemy was to, um, <clears throat> I guess twofold, elevate the concept or elevate plant-based food. Um, because at that point, plant-based food was either, I don't know, super hippie, crunchy granola, you know, these kind of dusty health food stores. Um, you know, it was either that or there were these, yeah, <laughs> and you could find some really great stuff there, but it wasn't necessarily like the experience there wasn't necessarily like, you know, exciting or, uh, you know, yeah. Um, and then, or there was this sort of this new movement of these kind of splashy new juice concepts, but they were, I don't know, sort of basic, really primary colors in a lot of ways, you know, within the, the menu was sort of, you know, tongue in cheek. And in a lot of ways, I felt that 
although they were presenting, you know, a lot of, a lot of times really, you know, juice is great. It's nutrient dense and, you know, there's a lot of education around it, but it was a bit condescending to the consumer in some ways. So again, I just, I wanted to create a platform and a space for conversation around plant-based food, you know, the health benefits, the environmental benefits, but, but elevate it um, and not, you know, not in a condescending way, but just to, you know, be able to, um, you know, take that conversation to a new level um, and, and create that platform for, for engaging conversation around it. But at the same time, you know, presenting people with something that actually tasted really good and was alive and, um, you know, um, hopefully was something that they maybe hadn't experienced before. Um, so this is a long <laughs> way of telling you. So around that time, I also, one of my very good friends who she had actually, her previous life had been in magazine publishing as well. So we hit it off, you know, immediately. She made the switch jump out of publishing and she um, decided to get her doctorate in traditional Chinese medicine, which I was so inspired by. And, um, you know, we spent a lot of time you know, talking about what we were both working on and we decided to collaborate on these little um, line of, um, of, functional um, powders, basically. Um, and they were, um, you know, I partnered with her on it. And, you know, it was really great working with her because, you know, I at that point was really, you know, uh, knowledgeable and self-taught on, you know, more of your basic like fruits and vegetables and, you know, raw and living food. But a lot of the, you know, the botanicals that she was working with at that time were or, you know, in, I guess, in the world of the realm of traditional Chinese medicine, they were, you know, they were exotic to me. And I, I loved the idea that, you know, I was learning a lot from her about these different um, botanicals and herbs that I'd never heard about before, but also the lineage there and the history about where these botanicals came from and, you know, how they'd been used throughout the centuries and, you know, so many different cultures. So we created these five little blends of herbs. We had detox, digest, immunity, calm, um, and focus, which is now just if, you know, anyone knows, those are the, the five blends that we actually have with Toman Botanicals. Um, and, you know, these little, these little um, herbal vials, little powders that we had, they were great. Um, you know, they were definitely, you know, functional and, and, and that, but they weren't easy to use. And, you know, in my opinion, like one of the five tasted really wonderful. The others, you know, they were, they were a little tough to get down sometimes. So that was when the idea first came to me of, wow, you know, there's definitely an opportunity here. A, I was personally sort of in awe of what you could do with these botanical blends, the functionality of them. Um, but I, I, you know, I was inspired by the idea that there was a way to do it in a way that was uh, maybe a little bit more convenient and easy to use, but also in a way that, um, you know, was more of an enjoyable experience. Because I think that if you are going to, you know, create a life change and incorporate something into your daily life or, you know, create a new wellness ritual in your life, um, it has to, it has to be enjoyable. And it, it has to be, um, you know, something that, that, you know, brings like real joy to your life on a daily basis. So 
I would say that was sort of the origin of Toman, and that's why I say it was a really long, winding road to to get to to Toman and you know our our launch today. But um, it feels it feels good, and it feels like a culmination of uh, a my personal journey, and then also you know this this professional journey that I've been on over the past couple of years. I mean, for me, Chinese medicine has been such a tool in my life to help me get through difficult periods. And I'm somebody that definitely like is very heavily affected by Chinese medicine. Like I definitely have a big reaction to it, which leads to a lot of benefits. But one thing that um, is really pretty crazy and that makes me really think about like the genius of the idea and of Toman is that um my acupuncturist who you know also is um certified by the school of chinese medicine in china all this stuff she has a, a chinese pharmacy in her acupuncture um office and she writes a prescription and you get this bottle of you have no idea what's in it i mean it's and it's like not it's probably kind of similar to what your initial project was like it's it's not it tastes kind of weird you put water in it, like, obviously it worked really well, but it wasn't, I was only kind of like going through the loop of it because I was like, okay, I trust this person from an entrepreneurial perspective. It needs to be, you can't really say like, Oh, I'm going to create these like magic potions and like people are just going to be into them, even though they taste funny. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that there's a tremendous leap of faith there, right? Especially if this is something that you know, you're trying for the first time. So you're right. There's a lot of steps that have to happen there. You have to be open to it. You have to seek out a practitioner. Then you have to go and, you know, you have to have your consult. And then, yes, they usually provide you, you were, you know, it sounds great that they provided you something that was already kind of distilled. But a lot of times they give you, you know, this pile of herbs and it's wrapped in paper and they hand it to you and they say, you know, boil this down and boil the flowers and going to stink up your whole house, you know, <laughs> and, and it's a lot of work and it's going to taste really terrible. And you're right. And I think that for that reason, there's just tremendous barrier. So, you know, I think the, you know, one of the goals with, with Toman was, yeah, to, to, to lower that barrier a bit, right. And to, to allow people to, um, reap the benefits of this, this medicine you know, and the style of medicine and preventative medicine that's been around for so long, but without that major barrier, um, because only a few, you know, people will make it all the way over that barrier, right? Um, and, and, and we want more of that. So, so yeah, it's about opening up um, the, the conversation around these botanicals and the power there, but also just you know, simplifying it, right? It doesn't have to be overly complicated and it, you can take a, you know, it's all about like small cumulative steps toward achieving, you know, a, a goal of, you know, of wellness or your, your idea of wellness and what that looks like. I think you're totally right. And also going back to what you said about taking a leap of faith to go to an acupuncturist is already a leap of faith. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have the time. I can't. And so I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about how Toman actually works and how you can get your hands on something and incorporate it into your well-being routine. Yeah. So I'll just start with the actual formulation of, of our concentrate. So they're a combination of 
steam distillate of plant matter. And that's what kind of makes them hyper unique. So um, the steam distillate of plant matter actually, you know, you, you, you steam the botanicals themselves and then you collect the steam. And what that is, is it, you know, you're essentially capturing the water soluble, water soluble elements of those plants, living water soluble elements of those plants. Um, and you get these trace amounts of essential oils from the plants. Um, but they're different than an essential oil that you would get from actually, you know, extracting that oil from the plants. Um, it's a lot uh, lighter, more ethereal. Um, so those distillates provide a really lovely aromatherapy element to each of our concentrates. Um, and that's what we refer to as sort of, you know, the top note of the experience of the experience. Um, and then um, there's the actual botanical concentrates. And that's where we really lean into for the functionality. Um, and, you know, these are it's a blend of essentially tinctures. So uh, a tincture is created by um, you know, basically masticating that single botanical or herb in a combination of distilled water and uh, sustainable cane alcohol. And that can be anywhere from, you know, four to 12 weeks, uh, depending on the actual botanical. And what that does is it creates this really powerful, efficacious concentrate of the essence of that plant. Um, and so, um, each of our formulas is a combination of the steam distillate and then this proprietary blend of, of really powerful plant extracts. Um, and the way that uh, Toman was, you know, uh, created to be used, you know, in a traditional sense, a lot of times tinctures are taken, um, you know, just, just straight under the tongue. And, you know, that's great. Um, that is definitely a way to take them. But again, you know, it's not the most enjoyable always. So we created um, our, and this is why we call them concentrates instead of just tinctures, but we created our concentrates um, so that they are designed to be added to water. So you add two milliliters, which is actually like two dropperfuls of the concentrate to about five ounces of water. And basically what that does is it creates this really lovely beverage that is aromatic, has these lovely top notes, and then the base notes, um, the extracts, you're actually really able to enjoy them, savor them, you know, spend some time mindfully, um, mindfully with them. So it's about sort of creating this really lovely experience with the, with the concentrate um, and taking that moment of pause. Um, and basically, though, you're getting the, you know, the same benefit as you would of taking this tincture straight under the tongue, but it's just a, it's just a much different experience. Got it. That's, that's awesome. I want to try. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, we tell people, people ask when is the best time to take them, but it's really about, again, you know, the idea is empowering people to establish your own wellness rituals. So whether that is, you know, you add your tomen to your hot water with lemon in the morning or, you know, for me, like around three o'clock when I have that little slump, like a little focus and some sparkling water is really nice way to kind of rejuvenate myself and to like, you know, regain that focus that maybe has slipped away a bit. Or um, again, with maybe some hot water as I, you know, 
read my book in the evening. So um, again, it's really, you know, and this is part of our conversation with our customers too. It's kind of like, okay, you know, we created these funds and now we want to use, we would like to know how you're using them and how you are incorporating them into your life. Awesome. I want to hear more about your daily rituals. What are some of your, it sounds like you have a bit of background in the well-being sphere. So I'm sure you have some routines and things you can share with us. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, um, especially during this time of, you know, COVID and, um, you know, um, you know, I've got this, this, this time. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, I will say this, like we launched and obviously you know this, but we launched home in like basically, you know, a week before like, you know, COVID and, and all of that. And so, you know, a lot of, you know, what we thought, um, you know, or what we had planned for, for the strategy of the brand, you know, this and that, and, you know, it, it just hasn't gone as planned. Right. And so, you know, the challenge for me during, you know, this time is about, you know, kind of embracing, um, uncertainty, right. And, um, embracing it, but then looking to uncertainty as, you know, instead of being really terrified for it and trying to, you know, plan and figure out and scramble my way out of that uncertainty, it's kind of like, okay, that exists. And, you know, um, what kind of amazing things can exist on the other side of that? Um, and so I think that, you know, it's forced me, um, but we're using forced in the more most positive way possible um, to spend a lot of time, um, you know, kind of self-reflecting. So I, you know, I've, I've had, you know, on and off throughout the years, a meditation practice and a journaling practice, but definitely, you know, post-launch of Toman and, you know, over the past, you know, month and a half, two months, um, I've definitely taken that to the next level. So. Um, you know, I wake up um, in the morning, you know, I don't set an alarm, I wake up, but I wake up pretty early on my own. Um, and then, you know, I I make it a point not to look at my phone. That's definitely been a hard habit to to get over. But, you know, I don't look at, I, I do not open social media, I do not open my email. Um, and I um, I set aside the first Ideally, it's an hour and a half, but sometimes it's an hour, hour of my day to, um, you know, self-reflection. Um, so I make my coffee and yes, I drink coffee first thing in the morning. <laughs> That's maybe, you know, a daily ritual. I would like to, uh, at some point, you know, maybe take, pull myself away from a little bit, but I make myself a cup of coffee. Um, I will light a candle. Um, I will spend that hour journaling. Um, I've also been listening to, I've been doing a 21-day meditation challenge uh, by Deepak Chopra, which I would definitely recommend. I will spend that time, um, you know, a mix between journaling, meditating, and just sort of self-reflecting. And then uh, toward the end of that hour and a half, you know, sort of um, planning my day intentionally and how I want that to look like. Um, so moving it from something that's, um, you know, just more reflective in nature to something that's a little bit more actionable. And so at that point, then, you know, I sort of feel ready to, um, to, to jump into my day. Um, and, and then at that point I, you know, transition myself into my meditation space, into kind of my 
space of work and, you know, open up the curtains and pour myself some um, water with Toman, um, you know, and sort of enter the day um, in a calm state. And I will say that, you know, for anyone that, um, I don't know, is new to meditation or breathing exercises, like I have always, I'm a very anxious person by nature with a very busy mind. And, you know, I've realized that, especially during this time and in the stressful time of launching a brand and, and COVID and that, um, you know, it's become apparent to me that that racing mind, um, you know, what I used to look at as like, oh, it's making me efficient and a multitasker and I can get so much done. There is a point where sometimes that like, or oftentimes that turns against you um, and, and works to your detriment. And I think that, you know, I had to come to the realization that that was definitely, this was definitely one of those, those points for me. And so, um, you know, taking this, you know, um, reminding myself of some of these, um, tools that I had in my back pocket that, you know, I've used on and off throughout the years, but taking those and actually like really committing to them and embracing them during this time has been, um, has been really powerful for me. Um, and I'm grateful that A, I kind of had those in my back pocket and B, that I decided to, to commit to them, you know, during this time and, and hopefully moving forward. Yeah, I feel the same way. I kind of put a hold on my meditation practice unintentionally and now gave myself back the time to use, to meditate and um, in such a big difference. And I definitely am a personality like yours, like where I definitely need to find time to slow down. Um, so I definitely think that it's like definitely what you said is a kind of a really perfect way to um, suggest meditation to anyone because really it, even for people that are like crazy speed, like us, like apparently it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's counterintuitive, right? It's like, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed and you have so much to do and, you know, there's so many like tasks you have to, you know, check off your list. And it seems so counterintuitive to like, oh no, if that's the exact moment, you have to just slow down and take a pause and take a breath and, you know, whatever that looks like to you. So, um, but then knowing that on the other side of that, like those grounding moments, you know, you're that much able, that much more adapt to deal with, you know, everything that life is throwing at you at that moment. Do you have any other kinds of routines, like beauty routines or evening routines that you carry out as well? Yeah, I guess for me, um, you know, it's about living, it's about, it's the idea of really embracing living consciously. So, um, again, you know, during this time, I, you know, I sort of made a commitment to myself to try to live and eat and sort of exist as consciously as possible. So it's been really nice. I mean, I think that, you know, I'm also, you know, my frantic mind, you know, I've been one to, you know, maybe, you know, um, unconsciously nibble at some snacks while I'm working, you know, or unconsciously, you know, take a phone call while I'm also working on something else. And so, you know, I think that although I have definitely not been perfect, I have been trying to take the steps to 
exist consciously. So, you know, been grocery shopping consciously. What do I want to be eating? What kind of foods do I want to be eating? Where where do I want to be shopping from? You know, you have the choice to shop at Big Box or I, there's actually a little market that is still working with local farmers and, you know, purchasing food from um, local farmers during this time has, you know, has felt really good to me. Um, you know, so I've been, I've been doing that and then taking the time while I am eating to like, you know, be mindfully eating and enjoying what I'm eating and not be trying to do a million things at the same time. And that goes for also, you know, the time spent connecting with people, because again, you know, like I'm one that, you know, by default multitasks. So I'll be taking a phone call from my mom and trying to accomplish a bunch of other things at the same time. But especially during this time where, you know, we really need to appreciate the human connection that we have. It's like, oh, if you are FaceTiming with someone or, you know, or yeah, I'm FaceTiming with my little niece or talking to my mother or talking to a friend I haven't talked to in a long time. It's like trying to be really present during that time. Um, and, you know, I'll say just to build on that, I've definitely tried to um, intentionally build out, you know, a half hour to an hour. Um, of my time each day to connect with humans that are really important to me. Yeah, I think it's so important at this time. And I'm so glad that we took the time to connect today. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for telling me all about Komen. I'm so excited to share the story with the community. And I'm so excited that I got to meet you. Well, your platform is amazing. And again, I'm really happy to be a part of your conversation. Um, so thank you for having me. I'm honored. Thank you so much for listening. It would be amazing if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Deezer. It helps us to keep going and keep motivated. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.